Hello and welcome to this episode nine of the Northern Invasion podcast. Um, you may ask what happened to episode eight. Well, um, unfortunately, episode eight took place only a few days ago um, uh, after a pub quiz um, on a Friday night. And it turns out that um, going to a pub quiz um, before recording a podcast and then speaking to people who are also enjoying a Friday night um, makes for a, a, a lot of editing afterwards. So it seems that episode nine is going to be coming out before episode eight. So today we've got a, a special a special chat um, and we're, we're doing something a little bit different. We're looking at Age of Sigmar Champions, which is a, a new card game um, that's been out for a little while. Um, it's still Age of Sigmar though, so we can get away with it. And um, I'm joined today um by some people from my local gaming club um from uh, the Orkney War Gaming Club um where there is a, a growing and pretty decent Age of Sigmar scene at the moment but only the four of us tend to travel away to uh, to tournaments so um I'm joined today by uh Shane hey how's it going and by Spadge hello and by Eric hey so hopefully we get our levels right. We've had a little bit of a, a little bit of technical, but we should be fine. Uh, so first of all, I suppose before we we go into things, um, it might be worth letting people know what you play in Age of Sigmar, so where your background is. So why don't we start with you, uh, Spadge? What's your current army and what you're working on for 2019? My current army for Age of Sigmar is Beast Claw Raiders, where I just spam like puppies all over the board and right in front of me new is me army I'm building for 2019 which is going to be Slanesh nice no puppies in there though <laughs> don't know what they're going to do for this new release but I don't think so no so what about yourself then Eric uh, what's your 2018 army and what you're looking forward to for next year well mostly 2018 I was running my slaves to darkness which went terrifically well for me. So um, well, I'd uh, switch over to some Blades of Corn and start actually being able to hit things over the head really hard. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, what about yourself, Shane? What have you been playing this year and what are you going to be doing next year? Yeah, not a big lot, uh, to be honest, but right now it's the Rainbow Zinch, as I'm calling them. Um, hopefully they'll make an appearance next year and probably Beasts of Chaos will be the big focus. I would say, depending on what else comes and tempts me, as most new armies do. Yeah, we all suffer from it. We all we all see the shiny shinies and uh, yeah. and just yeah, <laughs> no bother. So, I suppose talking through why we're talking about Age of Sigma Champions, um, I suppose it started for myself. I went down to um uh, to set up for our annual tournament event, Northern Invasion, down in Stirling um, earlier in the year. It'll have been the last weekend in August, I think. It was a, it was the bank holiday weekend, and um, we had a two-day tournament. And I'd gone down on the Friday to to set up the tables and whatnot, and to get the the prizes and everything in, and do some pre-registering. And there was a chap there that, on behalf of Play Fusion, who produced the game, that was doing some demo games. Um, and I've never never played card games and things. Well, I'd, I played Magic the year it came out when I was a. Uh, I was in college, so that tells you how old I am. 
And um, and I've never really been one for it since. And I thought, well, I'll go and have a chat. It was early in the afternoon and he wasn't getting much uh, attention because it was pretty quiet at the time. So I thought I'd go over and have a chat. And me and another lad um, who, who were going down for the tournament, Sean, who plays um, Chaos Dwarves, went and had a, a chat with the guy and he gave us a few demo games and and that was me i was sold straight away it was uh i was into the shop and, and picking up a starter deck and i've been drip feeding myself boosters ever since um <laughs> so no, you wouldn't go near a card game yeah exactly but i suppose that's the thing it was just the the age of sigma slant to it that did it for me so uh i don't know um initially when i sat down uh there was a bit of confusion because you've got a stack of cards, you've got a load of places on a mat and things do things and you've got symbols to learn. And I, But to be honest, it was uh, it's pretty logical. And uh, yeah, it, it, it made sense pretty quick. So, I mean, I suppose just very briefly as an overview from my side, um, for people who haven't played the game, I don't really know what it is. Um, you've got four champions that you're aiming to defeat your opponents by either deploying units, casting spells, or using abilities uh, to unlock some powerful abilities called Blessings. There are the four alliances with sub-factions. Um, the artwork's really familiar for those of us who, who know Age of Sigmar or even earlier fantasy stuff. Um, the characters and the units are familiar as well. Uh, so as I say, it's it's an easy game to learn, but then... If you're used to war games and and strategic games, there is a side of you that sees that there's there is potential there, especially in deck building and things. Um, and I don't know. I suppose as our our local filthmonger and breaker of lists, Eric might be the best one to talk about that in a little while. But I don't know, Eric. Have you got any idea? Do you want to explain the mechanics of actual play to people? Do you want to give that a shot? I suppose I can give a brief, uh, some sort of overview. So at the start of the game, you have your four champions and your four blessings. Your four blessings are placed face down, randomly, beneath, beneath each champion on the mat. Each champion on the corners of the cards have symbols that represent tasks for you to, for that champion to complete. Once you complete all four tasks, you flip the ble- uh, corresponding blessing over and its effects trigger. They tend to be probably the most powerful cards in the game, really. Yeah, so um, as we say there, the each each um, different player, I suppose, that, well, there are four factions to choose from, and we're all familiar with those. They're your grand alliances, aren't they? Um, and each of us has kind of aligned ourselves with a grand alliance for the sake of the game. So I've took death, just because that's what I've been playing this year. Um, I suppose if I say... Well, what's in there? There's there's cards that are spirits, I suppose. The different fa- sub-factions for me are spirits, beasts, um, which are things like direwolves and stuff. There's risen, which is uh, it's your, your death rattle things and zombie dragons and stuff like that. There are vampire cards, which are mainly vargeists. There are mordants, which are your ghouls and whatnot. And then I have got a v- vehicle card, which is a, which is a mortis engine. But there's quite a lot of sub-factions in mine. What have you got in yours, roughly? Um, Spadge, you're Destruction, aren't you? Destruction is just much as what you would expect to start out with. It's Oryks and Grots. Sadly, no Ogres yet. Uh, a lot of Beasts as well. So, no, it's good fun. What about yourself, um, what about yourself Eric? What's in, in Chaos? You're Chaos, aren't you? 
Um, the only sub-faction of note, really, is the demon cards. Everything else, it's just non-demon. Uh, that's pretty much it, currently. Yeah, so it seems to be, is it is it Korn and Zinch, mainly? Largely, yes. Yeah, in terms of the artwork and the, the, the character cards. And what about yourself, then, uh, Shane? What have you picked up so far of the uh, the order things? What's in there? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a heavy leaning towards Stormcast, um, to be honest. Some of the artwork's pretty good. Um, there's also some Deepkin in there, too, which is the avenue I want to try and go down, if possible. But, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Okay, so there's a bit of an idea about what those are. So so the reason we were doing this was because what we did was we thought um, we saw a bit of an advantage for um, for this as a bit of a side thing. We'll maybe go into that a little bit more in a few minutes. But um, what we thought would be interesting, well, to be honest, what Spadge thought would be interesting because I've never done this sort of thing, um, it was a draft. Now, I have seen it when we have our uh, our Git Club night. There's, there's magic guys in in the corner doing their thing and there's always quite a lot of them and and when we have an event or whatever they they do a draft first of all spadge do you uh tell the people who don't play these sort of games uh what drafts are and maybe talk a little bit about our what your ideas were and our ideas for drafting in champions so a draft is basically a system where you have a booster for each person crack it open, you take one card of your choice from the booster and pass it on. Uh, for champions, I wasn't sure whether we would be able to get enough uh, champions and blessings to make legal decks with drafting alone. So we ended up adding the uh, blessings and champions from the starter sets for each of the Grand Alliances into the mix. But otherwise, uh, we just split the uh, box between the four of us, and uh, with each person taking for their own respective Grand Alliance. Right, until they sort of ran out of cards, of course. Uh, yeah, we ended up with a great pile of cards at the end of it. Yeah, I suppose that's worth, uh, worth mentioning there. So you need four champions, and then the four blessings. Um, you can't have unique uh, champions repeated and you can have blessings repeated and you can take up to 30 cards in your deck and you can't have more than three copies of each card i think that's pretty much the basics of the rules isn't it apart from you get to spend a certain amount of points on uh, your champions but that's what we had to work with to try and get a legal deck it's exactly 30 cards yeah so in the booster remind me what do you get do you get two dozen you get 24 24 boosters is that right with how many cards were in each is it 12 in each pack as well something like that yes yeah so we we decided first of all um so i suppose what we did to start with we took four boosters each didn't we and and we uh we split those and we did exactly what you said which was quite exciting i was i was sure i was going to get there neferata um every time yes, every time it. a pack opened <laughs> and um anyway we went through and we did that and to be honest after doing the four um four packs each um all four of us could at that point with using the original blessings and champions have e easily fielded something i was in a trickier situation because um just the way that the death the death list works and having a magician you need a magician to cast spells and for certain of my well for my magician 
for them to get all the way around to the blessing, they also have to summon in a vampire unit. Now, it was pretty bizarre, but we went through, what, 4, 8, 12, 16 packs of cards in the boosters, and uh, we didn't get a single vampire card to to summon. So rather than me play with a, a deck that I was probably going to be pretty, um, I was going to be struggling with, we, uh, we decided to crack open the last the last what eight packets um and that made that made plenty of options i think i did still have to use two of the original blessings um but what about yourselves did you did you manage to get enough characters and blessings to switch in or were you using the original ones i was able to get uh I was able to get enough champions, but I chose to use some of the original ones. Didn't need to, just better for what I was going for. I think I only managed to draft two Destruction Blessings across the uh, six rounds that we did. So a lot of what I was working with was the original Blessings. But uh, I made a solid deck regardless. What about yourself, Eric? Um, yeah, um, I got plenty of champions, um, similar to Spadge, but um, I think I got three blessings. Yeah, it was three blessings I drew. Um, so again, I was I did have to use one of the starter. Well, I u- ended up using two of the starter blessings. Um, but the deck itself, um, I safe to say I overinvested it in a particular gimmick. <laughs> And what about yourself? What about yourself, Shane? Yeah, I, I got them quite well, actually. Um, I think Stormcast was kind of favoured in the ones I got. Um, certainly Blessings got four. Champions got four. Not a wizard, though. Um, so I ended up using the Stormcast um, wizard from the starter deck to replace. Um, but other than that, it was entirely drafted cards. So I was pretty happy. Yeah, it was good, and we're going to talk a little bit about tactics in a minute, I suppose, in terms of the game, but what this did do was, I mean, I've been, as I say, dripping myself boosters now for the last uh, two, three months, and my deck that I've been using for games is um, is very different to the one that we were using in the draft, but I think that was a good thing. It was... Um, it was it was a bit unique, and I'm sure people who are more familiar with you doing drafts and things to with the the situation where you're assembling something to make the best of what you've got there. There were one or two, well, there was a probably a dozen or so really good cards that I'd never had before. Um, that was that was a great bonus, but not being able to to go to your normal go tos and uh, use your crutches maybe for um, it just created totally different games. Uh, did you find that for your, your game, Spadge, compared to what you normally play? I drafted, actually, quite a lot of the cards that I rely on. Uh, Deadly Chop, I think, was the only one that I wasn't able to get as many copies as I like of. Uh, the drafted deck that I had had no magic, which was a new avenue for me, but I thoroughly enjoyed that. just meant that my deck was dead smashy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we all we all felt the dead smashiness of it. So, <laughs> about yourself, Eric, uh, anything different about what you drafted than what you normally play? And would you take any of those uh, experiences with you? Um, yeah, it was fairly different. Um, I've tried out the Blood Thrones before. Um, nice to remind myself why I tend not to use them. Um, but uh, having the um, having Marikar Blood Sky, the Harbinger. 
uh, as, a, as one of my champions was... I think I'm going to try to use her again. She seems quite fun. Yeah. What about yourself, Shane? You'd not done a massive amount of play beforehand, but um, how did you find the deck that you assembled? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I've not done not done as much as you guys, but it was it was pretty good. I tried to go more kind of effect based rather than just straight up hitting things. Um, so the like, I think Star Drake was the one I remember. You have to like discard a card when it comes in. Um, and I think it was maybe the same one. You had to then discard another card to do a large amount of damage. Um, or that was maybe the love I done actually. Now that I think about it. Um, but yeah, just rather than boring kind of hit for whatever, try and link fights together was what I was trying to go for. Yeah, and I think it's the the order that they came out in that we ended up finishing in. Basically, what we did was um, we did the draft. Um, we played a game against each other. So we had three games each um, and we, we worked out who'd won. And I think it's safe to say from reading posts and reading chats that wave one of the game, um, the results kind of fell in the order that people say that the decks are in terms of strength anyway. Um, you may put me right on that, guys, that um, play it a little bit more, especially on the app and whatnot. But am I right in thinking that Destruction is acknowledged to be one of the better decks? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, and is is that right then, Spadge? There's no skill involved. It was just uh, just the look of cards, was it? <laughs> Everyone knows destruction's the best. It's plain to see. <laughs> so, so it did come out with destruction on top. I think you had three solid wins, didn't you? Yeah, it was uh, three wins. And then I came second with two wins um, with death which um, it was pretty close between Death and Chaos, to be honest. But, um, but yeah, they, they, snuck, they snuck that. And then, as I understand it, um, Chaos was the next one with one win. And then Poor Order are obviously waiting for um, for the Wave 2 so that they can get hold of the Sacrosanct Chamber and uh, smash things up a bit. Oh, yeah, uh, just because... give the guys a chance. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, it was good fun. Uh, it was definitely different. Um, I think, I think in terms of um, champions at AOS event, I'd love to see it more. Um, I think we obviously travel a long way to our events, so if we can, I think travelling down, especially for a weekend, travelling down, we generally take a day off work on the the Friday if we can, um, and so you get the the Friday evening at a place as well, or maybe the Friday afternoon. Um, and I definitely think that some kind of an organized play or a tournament on a Friday night for a, a weekend AOS event would be a great introduction to the weekend and, and could really complement it. If not, doing a draft or something like we just did. Um, I mean, what it didn't take us a great deal, two or three hours to to go through it, have a couple of pints or um, have a bit of a chat and uh, draft the way through and then have a few games. It, it wasn't a massive amount of time. It was relaxed and fun uh, so that's another option i suppose the price of a booster even at retail we were thinking was it's going to cost you less than 20 quid basically to to buy a box between you 20 quid each and uh, for that you get a good a good stack of cards relevant to your um your actual alliance rather than a load of other stuff so it's a good option i mean price of what three four pints nowadays i suppose in most places um good happy wholesome fun uh 
aside from that, I mean, we do think that um, you need a starter box to make it work and to be confident that it's going to work. Um, just if nothing else for those those blessings and champions. Um, but yeah, and pickup games as well. Pickup games are great. Uh, I can definitely see myself if you get an early, a quick win or a quick loss, normally for for us maybe in a in a tournament setting. Um, how many times do you finish a game in an hour and a half and have a an hour to wait for the next game to start or an hour and a half? So I mean, you can get a good few of these games in in that time and. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, pick-up games or even organised play or a draft would be a great thing for a tournament. And I'll definitely be um, getting in touch with Play Fusion and trying to uh, put in place a, a Champions event on the Friday night of my next two-day that I run. Um, so, okay then. Um, I suppose the next thing will be, I don't know, if you got any thoughts on tactics, um, Eric? I mean, I suppose... Um, it's just certain synergies and things you've you've mainly been using the chaos deck i suppose is there anything that you can pass on to people or to to new folk i think the main thing with chaos really is one of the first things i did well it was two things i did first as i was ditching i ditched all of the effects that did damage to myself or at least at least as much as i could and the and then oh, that that rune blade had to go there was a that there's the chaos rune blade blessing card which requires a heroic act to use, so you sacrifice one of your valuable valuable actions to do not an awful lot of damage. So that had to go, and then I just piled in as much damage buffing effects as I could get in there. It seems to work, ish. Yeah, it's it's it does. It's pretty good, and you can see that there's definite synergies, as you say. There are, I mean, you can you can you you character goes on a journey i suppose as you said with the four different things that it has to do to progress through its stages to get um to unlock its blessing so some of the characters um like for example that that lady you had in this one that you said that you'd like to play again all of hers were remove were remove an opponent's unit wasn't it just remove any unit or any card in in play yeah and i did back there a lot of that in as well yeah, so so for example, there are cards in there like you have the Blood Hunt or whatever, yeah. which allows you to um, remove an opponent's unit that it's got deployed. Or I have Devour, which is um, like a zombie dragon eating something. Or you can um, you can get certain things that that dispel spells or whatever, and so that'll do that'll trigger that one. Other other ones are a bit more simple. For example, a, a skeleton. Um, you just have to deploy units each turn and maybe do an ability. Um, or there's there's other ones which are based on spells or summoning certain types of units. Um, so I suppose you you're looking at your deck and you um, you're looking at which characters what they need, and then you're working out your ratios to to give yourself the best chance of of doing that whilst damaging your opponent. Um, I, I mean the destruction one. Why is it so good, Spadge? Why what is it that that makes it so good is it just the sheer volume of damage it dishes out pretty much the destruction deck has easy access to things that give you extra actions which are solid anyway and uh, various effects that rotate the uh, cards that you've got faster than they would normally so you can do a lot of damage very quickly there is one blessing in particular uh, smash and bash i think it's called 
that uh, I've seen just win so many games for me. When it's revealed, you do uh, straight 5 damage to your opponent uh, right away, and then you rotate everything to its last corner. The way that uh, the rotating works in uh, Champions is you get every effect as you're going through your rotation. So if you've just put out a fresh field of beasties with uh, so a rallying cry or some other effect, uh, you can just do like dozens of damage immediately. Uh, the other culprit for nonsense like that is uh, Gordrak, the Fist of Gork who I may or may not have drafted in the event that we just had. <sighs> yeah, I mean, there's no Neferata, was there? But there was Gordrak, I suppose. Would have preferred Neferata, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gordrak was solid. I mean, go and remind us what Gordrak does again. Uh, Gordrak's uh, got an ability on his card. As a heroic action, you rotate of every unit that is in your play area to its last corner. And you can do that uh, once per game. Yeah, that's pretty epic. And, I mean, if you think about... Yeah, things tend to build up. So you have, like, your stomping Maw Crusher, or you might have your Gorgrunters and whatnot. And then they tend to slowly build up over two or three turns. Um, the really powerful ones might be four turns, and then you've got a big whopping damage at the end of it. So if you rotate them all in, I mean, you can... If you think that people only start on 30 health, and that's pretty much what you start on, um, depending on which champions you take, you may lose a little bit or gain a little bit from that 30, but not a massive amount. And um, I've seen I've seen you doing, well, you know, over 15 points of damage in pretty much in a blink um, with some of these uh, some of these cards. So yeah it's good so we just mentioned very very briefly a few minutes ago the app so i mean coming from a rural location like ourselves um where yeah we get to play games on a thursday uh at club or um during evenings and whatnot when we can um one good thing i suppose about the app in age of sigma champions is how well first of all you can play when you want and when most convenient but also the the variety of opponents um is a bit different to to being um restricted to a certain pool so i think i'm probably right in thinking that shane and eric are probably the ones who've used the app the most um what what's your your thoughts on that what what how have you found that shane did that give you a good grounding before you started playing yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I was on the same boat as you guys, so I watched uh, a couple of games, but I like that because it taught me how to play it. Um, obviously, you can try every deck without having to shell out the initial cost to get it. Um, and it has your, your standard tutorial things, and like it explains everything you need, really. Um, and you can play, well, the AI till you get used to it, and then you can branch out and play all over the world, as far as I know. But it's certainly a good way to get into it if you don't want to kind of risk shelling out for a starter deck that then you don't like you know and you can i think you can customize your own deck as you see fit so it's a good way to experiment um for free basically yeah that's a good point i suppose all four of the alliances at the moment from the from the wave wave one starter decks play very differently um death as i've been playing um it really does rely on rehealing yourself uh resummoning uh, bringing things from your discard pile, 
recycling it back through your hand to try and well basically outlast your opponent um either by um having cards in your hand or just chipping away at them constantly and you buffing yourself destruction of as we've heard uh is massively into just hitting you hard and fast and chaos seems to be a little a little in the middle um i think you can play it in a couple of different ways so it's interesting but how have you found the app eric do you do you play do you play destruction uh chaos on the app as well uh, by and large yeah um the app has a couple of interesting little features and that it gives you daily and weekly missions to perform these can be as simple as playing cards in games against other opponents or um, dealing damage, a certain amount of damage over the course of several games. Um, the app, there's in-game currency in the app, which then lets you buy digital boosters, and you can build up a digital collection of cards in the app very quickly. Okay, and and do you can you just uh, link up with friends then and and play against them? Uh, yes, I I think you can. I haven't managed to pull that one off yet. Um, you three need to get your asses in that. Um, <laughs> for that to work, I think. Uh, it's, but not certainly seems to be a thing that can be done. It's certainly uh, it's interesting because every card you get, um, you'll notice if you look at a card, there are like black circles uh, spaced what seemingly randomly around the circumference of the card. Um, and that's pretty much acts like a barcode, doesn't it? So... You can take your your device, be it a phone or a, an iPad or a tablet or whatever it is you're using, point it at your card in the app, and then it automatically goes into your digital collection, and you kind of claim it, don't you, that way? Yes. Yeah. So it's uh it's quite an interesting one, um, and I think it shows you as well, um, maybe all the cards that you're missing. That's the only reason I've used it. It's almost like a library for planning your ultimate yeah, deck. It does also have that function. It can, you can use it as a library. You can really find out what uh, what you want to get your hands on and inflict on other people very easily. Yeah, like Neferata. Mm. Ah. <laughs> I will Definitely. get it one day. Lord yeah. A lot of change, yeah. But, I mean, I suppose um, above and beyond that, um, I suppose it's worth pointing out that we've got Onslaught coming up soon. Yes. So Onslaught is Wave 2, isn't it? And what do we know about that then, Eric? Well, they have revealed 22 of the cards that are included within the new... It will be a new booster box. There are no campaign decks that I've seen as yet. But, uh, yeah, a lot of the cards look very nice. So... I, I don't know how this normally works with Wave 2. If you buy um, a Wave 2 booster, uh, do you only get Wave 2 cards or a Wave 1 cards interspersed in it? How does that work with games like Magic and things? Do you have like core cards that are going to keep coming through or do you just get the new the new stuff? The way that I mind it on, and uh, this could be entirely wrong, is uh, you had a core set that was released uh, every year that was like a lot of recurring cards, and then you had two expansions, which was generally new cards came in them. Okay. So, the question I get is it's going to be mostly new cards. Yeah, and I mean, from seeing the um, 
the sneaky sneaky stuff that we've we've seen i mean the aos champions guys um have got a really active uh twitter and facebook pages so if you're into the game have a look on there there are uh, demo videos on youtube um but they've been sort of dripping us uh cards and it looks very much like um aos 2 is is coming through in wave two because what you're seeing a lot of is night haunt versus stormcast sacrosanct by the looks of it um i've seen the the not just them either no well i mean i've seen the the fake mortark that is ollie india or whatever her name is fake mortark (laughs) yeah she's not real so i've seen her and then um i've seen uh, a few stormcast characters so what else is there then eric what else have you seen out of these 22 cards very happy in that there is a new destruction unit coming fantastic will there be frost sabers possibly i don't know yet there is a reveal coming um yes it's supposed to be happening um tonight in fact there's going to be reveal of another seven cards by the looks of it but um, Ah. the beast riders look particularly nasty are they are they like monfang riders then are they yes well yeah no no, it's it's thunder tusk beast riders so it is oh bloody hell it is the monster oh nice so because it's heavily into um i suppose it's heavily grots and iron jaws at the moment so if you can if you can branch that out into um into beast claw as well and maybe a few more ogres that'd be a good sight the only thing that i'm disappointed with is i will only be able to take three frost saber cards (laughs) oh I mean, is that the case even with stacking ones? Because that's something that we've not touched, isn't it? Touched on is that um, certain of your your very very basic sort of battle line cards, I suppose, can stack with each other and get more. It's like a horde bonus almost for um, like you get with um, well in AOS or in old fantasy. So you get things like skeleton legionnaires can um, can stack and orc bashers and. I don't know, grots and things like that can all stack on each other and uh, they get more powerful the more cards you lay. But yeah, Frost Saber's stacking, that's that's definitely your thing. It should be. Certainly. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so I think I think um that's a that's a thing obviously with um we've got our starter boxes. We've had a few bo- boosters here and there that we've picked up either in store or um when we've been away at tournaments or on well there was some on the front of white dwarf even wasn't they and then we've got our we we got a booster box and drafted it i think it'd be a, a great thing to to get as soon as the new wave two box comes out i mean getting older one of them and, and drafting that right from the beginning would be a great way to get a foothold in a new wave wouldn't it I think that'd be brilliant. yeah for sure oh well well i suppose uh so first of all, I wanted to uh, to say thank you to our uh, to PlayFusion because uh, PlayFusion have actually given us some uh, some things to give away to our podcast patrons this month. So we have got a couple of starter boxes to give away. Um, I think what I'll do is when we release this, rather than have a draw like we normally have, um, I'll ask a question on Twitter about something that we've covered in the uh, in the chat today and then people can um the first ones to maybe get back to comment to us 
on on what it is that we've said can uh, can pick up one of these starter boxes. We've got a couple of starter boxes this month, and we're going to have some more stuff next month as well from them. So um, we'll we'll get those out, and we want it's a uh, encourage people to go and have a look. I mean, I'm not I'm not one for card games, but I, I really really enjoy Age of Sigma, and this just just does it for me. I think. Uh, there's enough of a link there that it's relevant and and I do I like it so thanks for creating that people and go and give it a look have a look on the the channels have a look on YouTube and also thanks to you guys for for joining me for our first one our first sort of side thing with our our local uh, team we're going to be heading south as a as a as a team in 2019 we're all coming from the same same realm it's going to be a bit of a, a chaos focus, except for myself, but we're all coming from the realm of shadows. You say this, you're going to go Nurgle eventually, you know that. You need to go <laughs> Nurgle, mate. Nurgle. Yeah, I suppose just for other people, that's uh, Eric's um, taking the Blades of Khan. Um, uh, Spadge is taking the, the new Slanesh Velth. And, um, and Shane's building the, the Zinchin Horde, so... Yeah, I'm being pressured into taking Nurgle, but I think do I'm it, do it, do it, do it. Do it. <laughs> I think I'm gonna resist. Um but yeah, well thanks again and uh, I hope to have us, us on again and hopefully we can do a similar draft when the um the onslaught stuff comes out. Thanks for having us, Stu. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. No, no worries. Okay, so now thank you very much. Um we have the pleasure of a, a more experienced player with us. So scouring the internet and our all of our contacts um we have we have come across uh what is one of the founding members of the game if you like one of the first supporters uh, and somebody who can uh, give us a little more a little bit more of an insight uh given his levels of experience so um i'm sure you're very happy to be the first john that we've had on the podcast so welcome john thank you very much good sir Hello all. <laughs> uh, but not only are you the first, John, I mean, it gets even better. And I have to say this, and I'm catching you on, on a recording, but you were our first hobby hero up in Scotland, weren't you? Uh, for for all your sins, not mine, you well, all nominated me. Yeah, well, there you go. So um, your long service to the hobby and to the community was recognised last year. Um, and, it, and funnily enough, that this was... Year? This year, me, sorry, yeah. Me, me this year, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was where you, um, is that when you went to collect your awards that you first got into the Champions thing? Yeah, so um, as part of the whole Warhammer Hero thing, we got um, myself and a guest, which was my, my brother Simon, who regulars at the Scottish Tournament scene will know from being the guy who does all my number crunching at my events, because I can't be doing with that. Um, he was my guest, and... Um, we went round and lo and behold, with on the Saturday hangover, there were some seats and conveniently the seats, there were a card game called Age of Sigmar Champions and took a wee look and thought, oh, I like this, this is nice and got playing, had a few demo games and then about an hour later bought two founders boxes. So what, what's the founders box? Now I played against you, um, um, slight spoiler, you beat me. Um, <laughs> well, no, I just bought nice. my... I just bought my starter box and I was playing on my nice paper sheet um, and you had a, a nice a nice mouse mat type material and a swanky coin. So what's the founder's box then? Tell us so about that. What Play Fusion did was, uh, and to be honest with you, what 
they they've done so far has been brilliant is um they set up whereby they they were selling a founder's pack uh, which was a nice big lavish black box and in that there were the four what they called campaign decks one for each faction um 14 booster packs um these lovely metal four metal coins one for each grand alliance um and a book which contains a guide to every wave one card uh a, a game diary as well so a little lovely little book um the the play mat you mentioned which was a mouse neoprene play mat with founders pack on it um some pins so little founders badges and um a plaque uh, some and a poster a plaque with your founders number and i think because I, I meant to grab it i think minus two four five it might not be i need to double check it um but yeah uh, so Simon and I and our friend John, who was down there playing in the 40k GT final, we all had to play at it and decided that yeah, we're going to do it, uh, we're going to go deep. So between the three of us, we, we split the cost of three founders packs, two founders packs, um, divided the, the cards out, the boosters out, etc. And we've been rocking it ever since. Yeah, and it is a fine game. Oh. Um, I was I was, I was was saying earlier, you won't have heard it yet, but we were talking about... Um, the possibilities for um, how complementary it is to an Age of Sigmar tournament, which is what I'm used to. So, oh, it goes. I mean, we played at the Howling, uh, yeah. and between your games, and you know, the irony was that you were playing. Um, I've forgotten what deck you were using. It would have been Death. That you were using a Death deck whilst playing with your Age of Sigmar Death army, and, yeah. and I was. Had I been playing at the Howling, had the had I not dropped out for reasons of odd numbers, um, I was using a Stormcast deck, which featured all the units from my Stormcast army. And that Stormcast deck, I mean, everybody laments how weak or underpowered the Stormcast or the Order faction is. And I think that when I played you in that, um, you kind of showed that it, it may be uh, composition of deck is a lot to do with that, because you were certainly uh, uh, out outmatching me in that game so can you tell people a little bit about building a deck maybe yeah so um i'm not sure how in depth you've gone to in the structure and your other bit but i'm going to assume everyone knows the, the the basic composition stuff so 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 far what i've tried to stick to is a couple of really basic rules about building my deck and that is i've tried to keep the number of units uh, of unit cards uh no less than 20 oh, i right, like to play okay. lots of units um, John, uh, Laurie, the, the aforementioned person I went to Warhammer Fest with, he, he's tried to add more spells in. Simon, uh, again, it's faction dependent. Simon has got quite heavy in abilities with a couple of his decks, uh, particularly uh, the uh, death deck he's trying to build, um, building around certain ability cards. But for me, what I found, particularly with Order, is the strength is really in making sure you've got the right mix of units. Oh, okay. Um, so, for example, in my order deck, um, what I'm trying to do is with my what I'm call what I call my Stormcast order deck. What I'm trying to do is make sure that I maximise the chances of me drawing quick damage cards. So, what I'm trying to do is not get cards that have one or two rotations, then do f high damage. I'm trying to get units that are doing one or two damage, or even three damage, but getting as many of them on the board as quickly as I can. Oh, okay. um, and that's what I was doing against you was, uh, if you remember, I was really, you know, pretty much after, you know, once I'd started getting enough card draws out, 
uh, we were playing there was never less than three units on the deck at a time. Yeah. And it just and it, it's it's quite attritional. In fact, it's I think of it as almost playing the way you play some Stormcast armies in Age of Sigmar. You're not delivering 300 damage. What you're delivering is lots of ones and twos, which just stacks up and stacks up and stacks up. Um, and complementing that with abilities and spells, um, depending on whether or not I'm using my Celestine Prime um, or another wizard, um, and lots of abilities and spells. So some abilities, your uh, piercing shot, I yeah, always I remember have, that one. I remember I that have one. Two of them in my deck in order decks because it's three rend damage, um, you know. And depending on what you're playing against, if somebody's starting with say a slightly lower health, if somebody's starting below thirty health, um, you can quite quickly get them down below twenty health with a couple of piercing shots at the right time and the right unit choices. Yeah, and the synergies that your deck had were really good as well. It's that reminds me of the. Um... AOS in that you you're not just building just for damage and things you're looking at uh, the synergies between what your champions can do how they can help your yeah, units yeah. and I mean, and how they can help each other. Yeah, I mean certainly what your the way I built that particular deck was um, I had a liberator prime who 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 basically is just a warrior. It's low cost. Um, it doesn't take anything particularly complex to do his activations to rotate his ble- to get his blessing out to rotate him um and then he uh, he's partnered with a knight azeros um who doesn't really um wh- whose main synergy work buff works is he gives units either side of him rend all right okay so it's a good way again that one damage, two damage is sometimes quite easily countered. You know, everyone's got access to Mystic Shield, which can counter two damage, then one damage. So having a character in in that mix who let who gives everything that he who has opportunity to give anything that you're playing either space of him rend makes a big difference. Um, and obviously, the Celestine Prime is just obscene. Yeah, that's right. It was a, a level above. Okay, thank you very much for that. So, um, yeah, you've obviously been working on that deck for a while. So, uh, yeah, I mean, have you got have you got the bulk of it, or are you are you still waiting for quite a bit? Um, so we were talking about this before we started recording. Uh, having been working on this since the game came out, I've got thirteen cards left to get the entire first wave. Um, I've got the bulk of my order sorted out. I've got the deck I want to build. What I'm actually working on now is uh, effectively a, a deepkin deck. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a balance in the deepkin deck that that gives me what I want. I want to play pure deepkin, but th- there are a limited number of unit choices for deepkin where they are just deepkin units. So I'm just trying to work that out. What I would say is, and this is something that I've found to be absolutely invaluable, and I recommend it to anyone, is the app genuinely is brilliant. Yeah, but the app is fantastic because you can build a deck in the app and then use it we were saying that and it's a good one uh, to test before you commit to something but uh, the, yeah. the lot of us up here we've not actually successfully um played against humans <laughs> i don't think so so oh, right. let's get this right so can you um if we link accounts or whatever there can yeah. we play with our decks against each other online yeah. as and when we yeah. want yeah you just challenge a friend Wow, the glory of technology, eh? Quite literally, if the person's online, you can send them a challenge. Um, and 
the the process of of making a friend in the app and a friend in somebody is really quite simple and anyone who's got the app installed on their device phone or tablet you the good thing is you can actually use it on multiple devices i've got mine on my phone and my tablet the same account on both when you open the app at the top it will show your username and your player number and your, your player id and if you just search for that player id in the app you'll find me and mine yeah. for those that are listening is xxx triple x that's me dangerous so xxx ZRZ GP. Okay. So you start, you go into the app, tap on the little friends bit, tap, then enter the player tag at the top, type that in, and then tap on add friend, and it'll find me or whoever you're finding. And then from that point on, you'll see them on your list, and you can just tap that person's name and hit challenge. And if they're online, they'll get a pop up saying you've been challenged. And the good thing about the other, the reason why I say practice in the deck in the app. You know, if you want to build a deck, it's not necessarily just about building a deck, it's about learning the cards. Because what happens in the deck is you can't misplay a card. Okay. So so certain cards, you know, some of them have, uh, depending on the card and the stuff on it and what type of card it is, some of them can be quite complex. I mean, some of them, it's blatantly obvious what they do. I mean, some of the cards, some of the unit cards, that all the text they've got is simply a little bit of writing to say what sort you know, rotate damage to opponents. So Paladin Decimator, for example, from the order, it does X damage, which means nothing. One, two, three. And every time you rotate it, that's what it does. So when you play it, it does no damage. And then first time it rotates, it does one and so on until it's out of corners. But other cards, you know, sticking with the order because I've got my order pile in front of me, Tides of Death has got one, two, three, four, Four lines of text describing what happens on the corners. Okay, that's a blessing, right? Now I use when I'm building my Deepkin deck. I've built it entirely in the app, and I've been playing games with it. Now I know what how Tide of Death is played by the app, and know what it does in the real game because the app does exactly what it's meant to do. So it gives you an idea of whether or not you're playing the cards right. So, so if you think I want to learn to play the game, play it, learn it in the app you'll soon very quickly figure out what cards do because you can't get them wrong, you can't misplay them, you know. And then what I've found is translating that onto the actual tabletop, playing people, as it means I've got a more immediate understanding of how my deck's going to interact with their deck because I've seen their cards in action, I've seen my cards in action. So a really good way of doing that. And, and the great thing about the app is it's free. You know, you're not paying yeah. for anything. Yeah, you can buy stuff in it, but if you just go on and play against the eye and use the starter decks that are built in the app, you can very quickly start getting boosters in the app, start playing games and get playing. I, I would totally recommend it, even just for practice and, and getting used to the mechanics. Yeah. So the 13 cards that you've not got, are they 13 across all four alliances then? It's yes. not. Yeah. Yeah, across all four alliances. Um, it would help if somebody had, it would help if a certain older brother. <laughs> mentioned earlier didn't every so often dip into my big into my collection and take cards he wanted without telling me um because he i'm not i'm not saying that he does that but you know I, i'm almost entirely certain that i'm on my third neferata oh, oh don't talk to me about neferata i was i was hoping i was yearning for it in the, well, uh, in, the booth, in the draft oh Oh, so, you see me. I've got a, I've got two, and I've got a couple of others as well. I've got, I've got a gash. I've got a gash. I'm not using. Oh, um, yeah. The, the, that's the, the good, the, the good thing. The one of the cool things about the starters, the founders pack, was you got 
uh, a foil version of each of the big four. So you got foil version of the Gash, foil version of Archeon, foil version of Celestin Prime, and foil version of Godrak. Ah, a Godrak did come out of our draft, so our yeah. destruction player was happy. Yeah. So, so those that you haven't got, then are they just really rare, or is it just that you've just not a couple uh, burned of through enough boosters? Yeah. A couple of rares, but um, it's just. Um, I'm almost entirely certain in at least three cases I've had them and traded them and then not realised that I've not had duplicates because I've, I've done a fair bit of trading so far. And a couple of them I've just not managed to have any luck pulling them. And like I say, I know for a fact that somebody's been through my death cards because <laughs> when he gave me my book, but I left I left my book, my, my binder uh, at my dad's house the other day because uh, I'd been around there playing Simon. And when I came back, what was, there's, there's nine spaces on each page and suddenly there's six empty spaces on in total in my death oh the evidence is there i mean it's, it's all coming together i think uh, yeah, i think got, you're in in for some compensation here in fact i've got a foil nephirata that you might be able to borrow, acquire off me for certain trading oh sounds good no, no, sounds no. good um <laughs> the, the, the only the so if, if there was one oh sorry i was just going to say if there was one guard that you wanted above all of us that would really make your deck better. Do you want to give a bit of an ask out and, and if anybody's got a spare or if we come across one, we know to send it your way. So I have saved my deck list, my card list at work because I'm clever like that. And I'm, I've not emailed at home, but what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go into, my, into the app on my iPad, go into my collection because you can do that, bring up my cards, find which one I'm missing. There's a couple where I waited. Yes, um, the only order hero I'm missing. You ready for it? Yeah, Boris Starstrike. Boris Starstrike. So basically, the call is out. So if anybody, if anybody is going to be listening, um, and I'm sure our friends at Play Fusion will have a listen. You know, they're going to want to make <laughs> sure that we're giving them a good review here. So you've got a founding oh. member here asking for one card to to make his his Christmas dreams come true. To, to, to be honest with you, there are probably, you know, a couple of cards that are better for decks. I'm building, you know, there's a couple of Chaos cards that I could really do for a couple of deck ideas I'm trying. But in terms of, I just want that to make a pretty picture. It's the only, <laughs> and you know me, I mean, I, I play, I've only ever played Order in Age of Sigmar. I only played the good guys in, in Fantasy. I, I only play Space Means. I, I, I am the lawful good type person. I only have, I mean, even in Dungeons and Dragons, I'm a lawful good paladin. I can't help myself. And just having this one order hero missing is just, oh, it's heartbreaking. I like well, the good I guys. Think we'll, good guys. We'll do all we can. We'll do all we can to, to reunite you or at least bring you together with this individual. <laughs> <laughs> so what you th- what about Onslaught then? Onslaught's on the horizon, isn't it? Wave also, two. Also, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I mean, the, the so far the reveals play fusion of of given of the cards that are coming are looking good. I mean, I'm, I've I've not really done a huge amount in terms of death deck building and playing with death yet. Um, but they they did the reveal and they showed Lady Oleander. Um, she's not a real Martak. She's not a real Martak. Yeah, not yeah, interested. Not interested. Um, but she looks good. She genuinely looks like a really um uh, it looks like there's some you can do some clever stuff i mean uh, um she's a, a wizard so you know or, or in the death armies 
I've I've always found so far my death play I'm finding wizard heavy decks are are a lot stronger. Um, but she's a wizard. She, her four corners are spell damage remove action, and she she can rotate units backwards, which you know is is really useful. Um, her, her ability to rotate units backwards. Um, there's a few. Um, upcoming stuff. Say the, the the onslaught. What I've enjoyed is the fact that the um, again going back to the app, um, all the onslaught stuff has been tied into the app as well. So with what the they've had the necroquake necroquake, um, the sheesh necroquake. I can't say that in English twice, <laughs> and that's been um, that's been really well done because uh, you. Know, Playing three games gets in a day gets reward that kind of stuff. So yeah, you've got Lady Islander. She looks great. Um, Looming Haridan, that was a good card. Uh, in terms of order, Aventus, Magister of Hammerhall, looks very tasty. Warrior mm-hmm. Wizard, Scarbrand making an appearance. Yeah. Um, the most orc card ever. Here we go. Here we go. That's what we need. Uh, Blood Knights. Um, some. Uh, another death champion, Crawlock the Jailer. Some skull grinders, some new vanguard hunters, which look good. Evocator Prime. So, unfortunately, Evocators are making it to this game as well. For those that play the regularly. The new filth. I know, the new filth are getting everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, so just some really... It looks like what they're doing is they're they're doubling down on... on ex, Not so much expanding the factions, but they're doubling down on on making sure that they're getting the full feel, the full, what, re, all the realms, that feeling into the game from Age of Sigma, which is fantastic. Um, really does it. Oh, yeah, and um, the Changeling as well, for those that want to be filthy. <laughs> no, that's grand. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to um, to speak to us. No, no, thank um, you. If... Have me in a... Thanks, thanks for, for breaking the duck, as it were. No, no, that's fine, and we'll hopefully get you back when onslaught's out, and we'll we'll have another catch up, and I'll uh, play through. I'll the challenge you to a game at the Masters. Yes, I will have the whole lot with me. I'll, I'll pack pack it all up. Um, I'm not playing in the Masters. I'm just helping Scott with the admins, so I'll have plenty of time. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll no doubt get smashed off the board pretty quick, so I'll uh, <laughs> I'll have plenty of time as well. <laughs> no, thank you very much, John, and no, it's good to you. speak to you. Later's. All right, take care. Bye bye. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb And the shape of an L on her forehead Well, BS start coming and they don't stop coming Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running Didn't make sense not to live for fun Your brain gets smart but your head gets dumb So much to do, so much to see So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go You'll never shine if you don't glow Hey now, you're an all-star Get your game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star Get the show on, get paid Place, a 
and they say it gets colder You're bundled up now, wait till you get older But the media men beg to differ Judging by the hole in the satellite picture The ice we skate is getting pretty thin The water's getting warm so you might as well swim But world's on fire, how about yours? That's the way I like it and I'll never get bored Hey now, you're an all-star Get your game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star Get the show on, get paid Show on, get paid, and all that glitters is gold. Only shooting stars. 